book, Social Media Land. Everybody out there, friends and family, countrymen, how are you doing? This is your boy, B. Little. It's been a minute since we had an opportunity for us to connect, but guess what? I'm still alive. I am still alive. Don't believe the hype. Whatever rumors they might have told you, I'm still here. Guess what? You see me. It's better to be seen than to be viewed. I'm so excited to uh, be able to have each and every one of you with us on today. I just wanted to spend a lunchtime with you. I know you guys got to be asking, where has B-Little been? Well, we've got some stuff happening behind the scenes, and uh, I, I can't wait to tell you about it. It's a lot of hype. It's a lot of goodness. And uh, when you hear about it, I think we're going to make you proud. You, you're going to like a lot of the upgrades that we have going on with the show. I'm excited to introduce a new piece today. It was something that's on my mind. Of course, you know that the show is called b little speaks and it doesn't mean that when b little speaks he's already ways right that's that's not the case that's not what it means uh b little speaks is just my way of getting some things off of my mind from time to time uh to just express and share what i'm thinking what i'm feeling uh when i'm feeling it now again don't take me to Judge Judy or Judge Joe Brown or Judge Mathis, because if you take it, take me to Mathis, he's going to say I'm on crack <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> you know, Judge Mathis is good to calling people a crackhead. I don't care what you do for a living. He look you straight in the eye. I could smell the lies. You're doing crack. You're doing crack. Uh, but B-Little Speaks is just what's on my mind. And recently, uh, this subject came to me. Uh, this is why you shouldn't live to please others. So I pulled up some notes, wrote some things down, because I think a lot of people are losing their identities and trying to live for others. Now, if you've been around B-Little Speaks for any amount of time, you know that I personally uh, am of the opinion that if you live off of the compliments of men, that you will die from their criticisms. Look, my brother from another mother. It's been a minute. How you doing, Anthony Palmer? Out there. Good evening. Good evening to you and wifey. Good to see you. And so with that being said, as I thought about this, I decided to invite one of my good friends and brothers. You may not have heard his name before if you aren't from Louisiana, Southern Louisiana, but you're going to know him by the time we get off of this um, podcast. He is a prolific preacher. He's a prophet of God. He, but what I love about him, he's my brother, he's my friend, but he's genuine and he's authentic. And as I decided to have this discussion with lunch with little, I decided to invite my friend and brother coming live from Franklin, Louisiana, my boy, my friend, Prophet Jules Anderson. What's going on, bro? Oh, let me stop. I got you muted. My bad. What's up, bro? How's it going today, brother? Man, it's Holy going world. good. I'm just glad to be alive. How about you? Oh, same here, man. Glad to be here, man. Yes, and how they say, in the middle of working and how they say enjoying this opportunity with you, man. Right, man. Now, now tell us what 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 are you doing? I see all that moving going on in the background. What's what's all that about? I'm I'm up in here, man, tightening up some locks. I'm a loctician. I've uh, been doing it for a little over ten years now. So. 
<laughs> Work, working on tightening up some locks, man. One of my clients came in for his monthly retwist, and so we getting the roots tightened up and ready for the weekend. So, so you you a man of many talents. You you just got yeah. it going on. Yeah, bro, we get it in. <laughs> well, man, welcome to Be Little Speaks. This is your first time on the platform, right? Yeah, definitely, bro, man. I'm honored to be here, man. No, I'm honored you said yes, because truth is, now, to all my friends out in Facebook land, I call him last minute. When I say last minute, I mean last minute. Yeah, and and uh, I, want, I, want, I want to thank your client in the chair uh, who is allowing you to work and talk at the same time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So now, um, today's subject that I, I'm, I'm dealing with, and it's just some thoughts that are in my head just a little bit, uh-huh. as I kind of think um, is going to be called, this is why you shouldn't live for others. This is why you shouldn't live for others. Um, now, uh, J- Jules, you mind if I call you that here? You can call me. Oh, yeah, we good, bro. Okay, all right. Now I'm just trying to make sure don't want to offend nobody. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm of the opinion now that uh, trying to be a people pleasing person is exhausting. It's exhausting yeah. It, yeah. When, it, because there's so many people that live in the world that have varying opinions and varying thoughts about what they believe should be done or shouldn't be done. Um, of having varying ways of how to do things and very ways of thinking that when you attempt to please everybody, everybody, you'll drive yourself crazy, crazy. I mean, uh, to, to try to be everything to all people. Um, I think that you lose a part of who you are and who you were authentically created to be. And I think that this is a time where people should be unapologetically them to understand that their gifts are not other people's gifts, uh, their ways of thinking are not like other people's ways of thinking, that um, we've got to be willing and able to embrace who we are as unique individuals. What's your thought about that? First of all, I do agree with you, bro, that it will definitely drive you crazy. Like, and I'm speaking from a place of experience, man. Like, um, growing up being a PK, preacher's kid, for many of you that may not know what that acronym means, um, you know, constantly being bombarded with, you know, what people think or what people feel like you should look like, should talk like, um, dress like, you know, all of that, man. And, um, Growing up in the South and just in the church, man, you, you, there's always this pressure to conform, not more or less to what the scripture says, but pretty much to what people feel, you know, um, a Christian should look like or a pastor should look like. Right. So yeah, I'm, it will definitely drive you crazy, man. Man, I'll go another step further. I think a person who is not focused on becoming the best person that they should be and becomes focused on pleasing other people. Watch this, because it's going to be tight, but I think it's right. I think people <laughs> like that are manipulators. Yeah. Because 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 yeah. they, they desire to be liked by so many people yeah. that they're willing to shape shift who they are for the environment that they are in. 
and they're willing to cower down and to crave to be um, liked so bad that you're willing to shape shift according to the room that you're in. Now, don't get me wrong. Prophet, I believe that there's a protocol to every situation. You know, I'm not going to go to the ball field and act like I'm at a funeral. And I'm not going to go to a funeral and act like I'm at the ball field. However, um, whenever we do this kind of stuff uh, in order to be light, I will go on record to say that I believe that that is a silent manipulator because they're willing to do anything to be light. Can I can I admit something, bro? Go ahead, sir. I've I've been that person before. Oh man, I have too. Bro, I have I've to. been that person before, bro. You know, um, especially when um as a youngster growing up, man, you know, trying to um not bring shame upon the the the, the father, the pastor's name and right. uh, you know, and you know, trying to fit into that 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 mold there. Right. Um, I, I've definitely been that person, bro. You know, I, yeah, man. I, I, I have to do it, bro. Now listen, and, but I, what I found out about it was that more exhausting. It's more exhausting than dealing with people's opinions of what they feel you should have actually done. Right, 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 right. Now I, I, I can admit, I understand that feeling very well. I remember, um, and, and this is going to be going to be tough to say, and I know a lot of people will uh, be shocked possibly about what I'm about to admit, but I remember um, going into pastoring and I would go go ahead and say that my first few years of pastoring, and I'm talking about 10 plus years, I don't think that I was me. I saw other versions. I, I looked at what I thought was success in others. Yeah. And, um, I was willing to do whatever I needed to do to look like that version of success. So I became a mini them, you know, like uh, Dr. Evil and mini me. (laughs) (laughs) I was a puppet. I was a puppet. I was. And so I wanted to dress like them, preach like them, articulate myself like them, uh, hoop like them to do everything to try to come off looking like somebody else. And man, when I got freed from that, Oh man, I really oh, believe oh. that's when my true brilliance came forth. Yeah. That's, that, that's when you chat, that's when you tap into your, your true you, like you, you, you not just tap into you, but tap into the God that, that created you to be that person. Right. So it's like, it's, it's like a totally different realm of, of peace and um man what's the word i'm looking for man it's like i don't know it's just you tap into something great man something different because it's no longer it's 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 real hard trying to be something that you're not it's right 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 it's real hard but then when you tap into the peace of who god created you to be and who god called you to be the part about you every part about you that makes him smile but make make others frown like it it's something totally different because then everything, because it's God, it begins to bend towards you fulfilling your purpose and 
doing and being who it is that God has called you to be. Right, like right. It's, it, it, it's, it's, it's just totally, it's like, it's different, man. It's, it's crazy. So, you know, I think people need to be delivered from FOPA, F-O-P-A, and, uh, or F-O-P-O, rather. Fear of other people's opinions. Yeah, definitely. Fear of other people's opinion. I think that we really start living when we are afraid we aren't afraid anymore to lose things and lose people and and lose but i think indirectly we are losing weights people that hold us to this standard that god himself doesn't even call us to yeah yeah real talk real talk bro i was um I was studying um, something on last night, man, and I almost went live to share it. Um, but it was like, man, just the in in life and in most relationships, mm-hmm. it requires a lot of work. Everything right. requires work. Right. You got to work to be this person uh, for this for this relationship. You know, you got to work to gain this footing in in this platform, and you know, you just, everything just requires work. And so then from that comes the pressure to, okay, I got to conform to this and I got to conform to that. If I want right. to be in, sit at the table with this one, then I got to conform right. to this. So everything, you know, it's about work, man. But then we look at the scriptures and how the scriptures make it clear that, you know, everything that God has done for us and wants to do in us, it's not based upon our works, but it's based upon the works that have already been done through Christ Jesus. Right. And we see that even on the cross, how Jesus let a thief into heaven. <laughs> right. And the dude didn't do no work to get there. Right. right. He just postured his heart and Christ accepted him at that moment in that situation. And he still is known as a thief. We still don't know the man's name, but wow. he's known as a thief. Right. And God, and, and it's just like, I, God began to open my eyes up to like, yeah, man, people want you to be this and people want you to be that. And, and you're not good enough until you change this and you're not worth it until you become this. And, you know, so people really begin to try to bend and bow to that man and the pressure of trying to be what you're not. A lot of people break under that pressure, man, and they never reach the place that they need to be um, and the place that they're trying to go, man, because the work that is required by a man to right. get to that place, man, it is right. it's, it's discouraging. Right, right, right. Well, but in God, there's no work. <laughs> that's right. It really is. You, you know, I was thinking really, well, I'm not going to say that now because I'll mess somebody up. I'm not going to say that part now. I will say that in the <laughs> private session because I have a thought on that, but the little ain't going to speak on that part. Well, listen, the, it, uh, let me go ahead and share some of the things that I've gotten written down um, of why you should be the best version of you. And why you should not cower down or shrink according to the rooms that you walk in. First of all, um, I think that you shouldn't live to please others because it will cause you to lose your identity. Your identity. Some people will judge you because you don't walk like them, talk like them, look like them. You're not from the neighborhood that you're in. But let me tell you something right now. If people cannot accept you for who you are, they really don't love you. And that's flaws and all. 
That's not real love. That's not real love. Some people bring their identities to the table of what they think a successful person should look like. They'll they'll bring uh, their uh, their perceptions and then they'll hold everybody to that standard. But here here's the truth. As long as we're a body. As long as we're body, we're going to play different parts in the body. The feet are not like the eyes. The eyes are not like the hands. And they have different functions, but we need all of those parts and pieces in order to be the body. And see, whenever you start shape-shifting according to the room that you walk in, um, and you start to uh, be uh, who those people in the room are calling you to be, I think you have a loss of identity. And uh, it's called being fake, and it's called being phony. It's being phony. So uh, you, you are losing opportunities for you to grow once you begin to cower down to who you are. So you lose your identity. Wouldn't you yeah. agree? I agree. I agree 100%, bro. I'll, I'll share a story, man. Um, I've been in ministry practically all my life, right? I right. grew up in the church, Pop's been pastoring all his life. Uh, well, I can say all his life, but all my life, Pop's been, and we've been in the church. Right. And um, Man, I just never, I could never get with the suit and tie movement. You know, I was, right. you know, I look good in them. Don't get me wrong. You know, brother put on the suit, man. I clean up well. You did. Oh, but, no, uh, brother. You going to hell. <laughs> you going to hell. You, you ain't got on the suit. <laughs> yeah, bro. But, you know, I never, I, it was, it was kind of hard for me to, you know, get with that. But I used to try, man. You know, I used to try and I'll never forget, man, one of our old deacons and, I put on a suit this one particular Sunday, man, and he walked up to me and he was like, oh, yeah, now you look like a preacher. Now you look like a preacher. And I'm just like, but I don't feel or look like me. Right. The me that was created, like, you know, imperfection by God, like, right. I don't feel like me. And and every time I enter into, so for a long time, bro, that started something in me. Like, you know, I'm, first of all, I'm like, what does a preacher look like? So that became a question for a long time. Right. You know, so because now at this point, because I'm in that in that mindset that I got to conform, I got to figure out what a preacher looks like so I can look like a preacher. Right. Right. Don't right. worry about feeling like one or, or aligning my heart with what the word of God says. But now I got to look like a preacher. So now my life becomes a search on what preachers look like so I can right. make sure that I mastered that so I can fit in. To the preacher's round, right? And right. So I started faking the funk, bro. I'm talking you know, about faking the funk and everything. <laughs> you know that kind of reminds me um, when John the Baptist came on the scene. You had the Pharisees, the Sadducees, who wore silk linen, who put the scriptures around uh, their wrist. Uh, they had a certain look, a certain function. But when John the Baptist came, he didn't look like them. Uh, when you yeah. read the word, it says that he. Uh, wore uh, he wore camel's hair <laughs> and that he was out in the middle of the wilderness not the temple not the high yeah. place but he was in the middle of the wilderness and uh he ate locusts and wild honey not steak and shrimps and any other delicacy that we hold true but he was out in the middle of the wilderness doing what he was called to do 
I mean, he was yeah. so called that his father couldn't even say his name until he was born. Zacchaeus had to keep wow. his mouth shut. He was so anointed that when uh, Mary walked up on him and Elizabeth being pregnant, that bellies began to leap. But he did not look like the status quo. And I think those of that society in that time was ready to demonize him. But because of the anointing on his life, the Bible says that they left the creature comforts of home to go hear one crying out in the middle of the wilderness. Behold, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Yeah. Hey, now let's watch this, bro. How many times or how much time can you imagine is wasted? Because instead of us nurturing anointing, we're nurturing and trying to build facades. Wow. Wow. Man, that is deep. What, and watch what? this. For, for size, God ain't even blessing. At all. At all. Man. At all, bro. Wow. Because That's he, 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 didn't, he didn't have the image. He didn't look like it. But yet still, the hand of God was evident upon his life. And I believe that a lot of times, man, like, I really honestly believe that if Christ came back today, right. we would treat him so bad. Oh. Because he wouldn't look like what we would think he should look like. Right, right. I, he wouldn't I come it. saying the things that we feel that we would feel like he should say. Right, right, right. I have to agree with you. And it, and it leads me to my second point, that a reason why we shouldn't live to please others because we will waste time and we will waste energy. Yeah. We will miss opportunities yes. of self-development. You know, yeah. you're bad before you're good. You're good before you're great. You're great before you're excellent. And if you're going to be a great singer, a great singer didn't start out being a great singer. They practice and they exercise that one thing over and over again through repetition to become um, great at what they are, or what they do. But um, you remember that old saying, being a jack of all trades and master of none? Uh-huh. It took me a minute to get what that meant, but... A jack of all trades know enough to take your transmission off, but not enough to put it back on. <laughs> you know, then they call them shade tree mechanics. <laughs> they, they, you know, they, they know just enough to break it real good, but not enough to solve the problem. And I think when we don't focus on mastering being uh, the best version of ourselves, what happens is that we miss opportunity. We have wasted time and wasted energy that we could have been putting into self-development. Yeah. There's somebody that wants what you have, but they're going uh, to miss you because you're spending time trying to pretend to be likable by somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody's wait. Somebody's waiting to hear your voice, but because the circle that you run in or trying to fit in doesn't sound like what they need, you can't. You you. How to say? How the scripture says you're uh you're releasing an uncertain sound. Right. Right. An uncertain sound, and 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 the the people that need to hear you can't hear you. They can't respond. Because you're not authentically your, your authentic self yet. Right, right. You you never developed you. 
You never yes. turned that thing into a skill. You never took the opportunity to grow as an individual because you're running to this uh, function, running to that function, trying to fit in, trying to be likable, uh, uh, answering call. But but man, if I was preaching, this is a good place where I tell people stay in your lane, <laughs> stay in your lane. But be unapologetically you. And if people don't like you, then you don't need to be around them because we yeah. waste time and energy. And and a, a sub point that I'll put on that is the, the way that you're going to make sure that you don't waste time and energy is that you have to set boundaries and you want to know what tool is used best to set boundaries. I'm glad you asked the word. <laughs> no. No, the word no truly helps you to set boundaries in your life. And if you got anybody in your life that can't handle your no, then they really aren't for you because the people that mind no. don't matter and the people that matter don't mind. Don't mind. <laughs> Real talk. Real talk. Those are, how they say, what, what's the new trend on Facebook? That's a red flag, bro. <laughs> that, that, that's yeah, a red you, flag. You better believe it. You, you, you better believe it. And so it, it's very essential that we don't waste time. We don't waste energy. We don't waste uh, moments genuinely trying to fit in because we're missing moments of self-development. Yeah. Self-development. And, and what we sow, what we don't realize is, is what we, when we, when we, every, everything that we put into trying to fit in and trying to be a part of, you know, a certain circle or sit at a certain table, all of that is an investment right. that you'll never get a return on. When you could be putting that time and that energy into yourself and it's, it's a guaranteed return. Right, right. Because right. as you grow and you develop into your authentic self, then man, things, everything concerning you begins to open up. But right. as long as you're trying to fit into certain norms and fit into, you know, what religion says you should look like, sound like, be like, like you'll never get the return and tap into that treasure that's been hidden in the earthen vessel. Right. You're trying to you you're trying to find your treasure in somebody else, but God said, Man, no, nah, I put that in the earth invest. I put that in you, your treasure in you. Right. Now, now watch this. Time is the pigment currency of the earth. You can lose friends, get more friends. You can lose cars, cash, commodities, get more of them. But when you lose time, it's gone forever. You can't go back in the reverse and get it back. And when we are spending time trying to please others and really uh, um, shape shifting and manipulating to be liked by others, we are wasting time and energy that we can't get back because life is about uh, um, choices and 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 changes and make and the time that we have in order to make those choices and those changes is now. We'll never get now again. Yeah, not tomorrow. Nah. Not tomorrow, not the next day after. Yeah. So um, it's it's very, very, very crucial. Uh, <laughs> now, my next point is whenever we attempt to live for others, we lose our swagger or a.k.a. confidence. Yeah. We'll lose our confidence. You can never be confident 
walking in the shadow of somebody else. Never. Because you you will never have that assurance that you are authentically you. You're going to always know that you're a hypocrite, a play actor, a phony, and and it's hard to be confident. Man, watch this. When I was pastoring and I was pastoring to look like somebody else and to mimic and to be somebody else, uh, to be successful like them, man, my feelings were easily hurt and they were easily bruised because when people didn't like me, you know, I felt that thing. If I could be honest with myself um, it, and it didn't feel good, it didn't feel good. But when I decided that I'm willing to lose things, lose people, lose places, you know, when it was about pleasing others, where I sat mattered. So I wanted to sit at the king's table. But man, when I lost my love for the king's table, that's when my confidence kicked in. So there were certain places, if they don't invite me to the front, I'm okay. I could shout and be happy with myself in the back. There are certain events that if I'm not invited to, it's okay. And watch this. I'm so confident in me that even if I'm not invited, I know how to support it physically, financially, emotionally, without ever having my name mentioned. Nobody has to say because I know from whence my reward comes. Yeah, and 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 so more of that confidence and peace. That's that confidence and peace. And so other people will be more offended. Did you see how they say, or they were throwing shots at you, or do you see how they didn't acknowledge you, or or? And I don't care. I go home and sleep at night. I don't let that stuff live rent free in my head. I can't let it live rent free in my head. And so there's a confidence when you are, uh, when you can lose, because when you lose, it's gain. Everything you lose comes back. Everything you thought you needed, you'll find out you didn't. I heard this quote and I'm gonna let you speak on it, Prophet. But I heard this quote recently that says, my greatest growth came from the help I didn't receive. Yeah, real talk, bro. You know, the people in those moments. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I said the people we expected to be there to uplift us, to show us. Now, when I walk in a room with confidence, their lack of help actually strengthened me. And that's where I really was able to see God for real. Because when I was weak, I found out he'll be strong when those people that I was depending on wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely, bro. Because you, you find out, you, like I said earlier, man, when you begin to tap into who God has called you to be and who he originally created you to be, man, you begin to find out things, not just about yourself, but even, even more so about your creator that yeah. you would have never been able to find out or see or feel had you not stepped back right. and detox yourself from everything that everybody else thought every standard that was given to you and all this crazy stuff, you would have never been able to figure out that you can do this by yourself and and, and be successful at doing it and right. be successful at doing it. Right. And then, bro, check this out. Let me flip the script real quick. How about those times and those moments in our lives where instead of fighting to be like somebody, we get so focused on striving, not trying not to be like somebody 
to where we still miss who God is calling us to be. Nah, I, I, I've seen that. I've seen that. Can, I got go it. Can I make that a little plain? Please, sir. Please, sir. So growing up, um, people used to always hit me with, boy, you just like your pa. You, 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 you just like your daddy. And bro, when I tell you, man, that used to stick a stern wheel so deep in my back. I, some of them, I wanted to fight them. I ain't lying. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes, bro, you know, because it was it was things that, you know, that because of once again, because of what people felt and what people thought about my father, it was like, all right, now nah, you. Yeah, that's that's a bad thing. That's a bad yeah. thing that they're saying. So. It was a lot of time, bro, that I spent trying not to be like him. Right. In every aspect from the prophetic anointing that he placed in my DNA. Right. You know, from, you know, everything else that and, and some other things that came along with that, bro, to where I ran away from even experiencing certain things as far as my prophetic anointing and and, and all those things that line up with that, man, that all because I didn't want to be like him. Right. Which is evident. I'm going to be like him in some aspect because that's my pops. Right, right. But because right. I didn't have that peace concerning who he was and who God was calling me to be in him and as his seed, I'm right. running and wasting time that I can't get back and currency, how do you say that, that, that time and currency and losing out on peace and moments to be able to learn and grow from this man of God because somebody portrayed me many characteristics that I had that were like him Right. That's a bad thing. Right. So right. we get stuck on that. And a lot right. of people, man, I notice a lot of people from hurt, childhood stuff, uh, you know, ministry, anything, man. And we get so stuck on trying not to be like this one and trying not to be like that one to right. where we still avoid becoming who it is that we're supposed to be. That's right. That's right. That's right. And I so hope that makes sense. It makes a whole <laughs> lot of sense, man. I got a buddy. Um, when he was coming into his own, he's a prolific singer. I mean, he's an awesome singer. Uh, he had put out CDs um, when he was in the secular arena and did fairly well. He had gotten recognized, but when he came over uh, to the church, he heard some things about, uh, said, well, he only going to uh, draw people because he's a singer. So he became so self-aware about that that he stopped singing. Because he didn't uh, want his gift, the way God created him, mm -hmm. one of the gifts to serve him. For years, he put that off before he decided, no, I'm going to embrace all that I am and all that God called me to and all he gave me to be. And man, I used to tell him before he came to this point, man, that don't mean to stop singing, but he, he connected his gift with the world more than he did with God, so much so that he became afraid that it would draw attention to him and people would come to, to the kingdom for the wrong reasons. Wow. Uh, man, listen, I, I've said it before. I'm a funny dude, I love to laugh. I'll take a moment to, to crack a joke at any and everything. I'm not gonna lie, you give me a moment, you know that about me, brother. We're gonna be talking about something serious and I'm gonna find a reason to laugh in it. 
And, right. and, and some people don't like my laugh. Some people uh, think it's too hard. Some people uh, think uh, that. But I know that that's what God has called me to be. And part of my gifting to others, my serving others, is to give them medicine. And that medicine is laughter. Yeah. 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 So I get and, exactly and what you're you, saying. Yeah, just imagine, man, the amount of people, bro, who who would miss out on opportunities to be healed or they are you not 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 just be healed man but you know because a moment of laughter bro is like right yeah you release a lot so how many people would have walked away from your presence had you not been authentically yourself walked away from your presence still um and leave your presence and go and commit suicide because they didn't have that moment of laughter to, right. to release that depression right. or or that feeling that they were feeling in that moment right 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 so it's, it's very important that we don't live to please others. We do not live to please others. And points that we've kind of gone over is, number one, you'll lose your identity. You'll lose you. Um, and I, I'm a, I'll go on another step further and say people uh, will not respect you if you don't have a mind of your own. Yeah. They won't, yeah, they won't respect you. They, they won't respect you. They don't want yeah. yes men around them. Some people want some people to uh, catch their blind spot. And the reason it's their blind spot is because they can't see it and you can. Yeah. But if you're so busy trying to be yes, trying to be liked, um, you don't serve me. You don't serve me trying to be liked by me. You serve me um, when you're yourself. So um, you lose your identity. Um, you waste time and energy. Uh, you lose your confidence when you're trying to please others. And the last one that I've gotten written down here is that your relationships will be more fulfilling when you try not to please others. Why? Because you attract the right people to you. Instead of being attracted to the wrong people, the yeah. people that are going to connect with you and are going to be a genuine blessing to your life, the people that are going to sharpen you and cause you to become greater are the people um, that you miss when you are pretending to be someone else. Yeah. So we'll miss, the, we'll miss uh, um, that because our personality was invented. <laughs> We invented that, trying to please other people, but it wasn't authentic. I like that. I might put that in the book. Let me write that down. Yeah, definitely we, write that down. We were good. invented, but we weren't authentic. So what's the point? I'd rather have a few friends that love and accept me for who I am than have a whole bunch of friends. So it's not about the quantity of friends, but for me, it's about having quality friends. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Quality is important. Those people that that know that know your flaws and all and take a position to cover you in those flaws and to encourage you through those flaws instead of trying to change you based right. upon what their opinions are. Yeah. Right. Can you cover me till I recover? That's the kind of friend yeah. I want to know. Thanks. I, I, I remember back in the day I used to call everybody brother everybody friend until I read that verse that says a friend is bored for adversity. 
I don't want somebody that's going to hold my hand when I'm on the mountaintop. My question is, can you hold me down when I'm in the valley? When I'm in the valley of my life? Because when you're on the mountain, uh, you have many friends. But when you're in the valley, you discover who your friends are. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, bro, that's been the theme of my life the last... This season, this season right. of my life, bro, it's, it's almost like God been purging all these people. I've been trying to, been trying to keep around me, trying to fit in. Yeah. <laughs> Let go of every weight that so easily besets you. It robs you of your time. It robs you of your energy. I need people to, that can accept me, flaws and all. Because if there's anybody in your life that you can't accept flaws and all, that means you really don't love them. You love them if they can be this. You love them if they can be that. You could love them and you ride them like elevators. And once you get to the floor that you're trying to get to in their life, then you'll st- they'll step out of your life. They'll ride yeah. you rather uh, like an elevator. And, and as long as uh, you're pleasing them. They'll love you. But the first time you say no, that'll determine the quality of their love. And Because if they love you, they're not going to try to continue to silently manipulate you to say yes. Yeah. Some people have to be okay with the fact that you're working on you and be okay with um, you walking away or doing whatever you need to do that is best for you. There's a reason why there's a verse that says you don't cast your pearls among swine. Bro, that's been dancing around in my head. <laughs> you don't. You don't have to tell everybody everything. I, I placed on my uh, social Facebook uh, page just today that everybody don't have to understand your calling because it's your calling and not a conference call. Facts. You know? It ain't for them to understand at it's all. It's not. God has already prepared the people you're supposed to connect with in every season of your life. Yeah. The people you're called to, the people that's called to you, all that's been orchestrated. You just got to find your lane, like you say, and stay in it. And that stay lane is going to bring you, it's almost like a GPS that's been preset for a trip. Right. If right. you just follow that GPS, you'll get to the gas station where you need to get there. You'll... I mean, you'll, you'll find the food that you need to find along the way. All that. Right, right, right. So we just have right. to trust the process and know that when we're authentically ourselves, we won't be attracted to other people alone, but others will be attracted to us. Why? Birds of a feather flock right. together. But if I'm a people pleaser, if you lay down with dogs... <laughs> You <laughs> get up with fleas. Yeah, buddy. You yeah. get up with fleas, man. So that that's all. I hope somebody was blessed in understanding why they shouldn't live to please others. That yeah. they authentically be themselves. That they attract what is divinely meant for them by being themselves. Everybody ain't your homie. Everybody ain't your friend. Oh, I'm sorry. That's Mo3. That ain't in the crazy. My bad. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm okay to say it. I know it. Everybody ain't your homie. Everybody ain't your friend. Everybody's not designed to walk with you in this season. And you got to be okay with that. 
Gotta the Bible never said that money was the problem. The love of money was the root of all evil. And watch yeah. this. The love for attention, because some people just love being attention horse. Yeah, uh-huh. I said it. The love <laughs> for attention may be what is your downfall because you never yeah. have the opportunity to s- discover you. Be okay with the people that walk away from you when you are quirky and when you are strange and you are unique, unique rather, because why they want to demonize you for being you, uh, God still says you're the apple of my eye. Yeah. You're the apple of, now can I say that thing I said I wasn't gonna say on, on air? I'm going to end it on this. I'm going to end it on this. You know, I was thinking about this. If David was up for a church, any church of any denomination, and people pulled up his past, this same David that is considered to be the apple of God's eye would possibly not be qualified by our standards. Well, why you yeah, say that, no. little? Because first of all, David had three wives. He had the the, the daughter of Solomon. He had uh, Nabal's wife after he died. And shall we talk about the infamous Bathsheba scandal? <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's talk about this. Yeah. David committed adultery with Uriah's wife, Bathsheba. And then he tried to hide it. And in trying to hide it, he began to uh, lie and and cheat. But more so, sent a letter by Uriah's own hand to put him on the front line of a battle and a military strike that they were in to have him killed. But God referenced David as a man after his own heart. But then wait a minute. David comes unto death. Um, He was suffering in his old age with something called hypothermia. In his old age, he just couldn't get warm. And instead of calling Abigail, one of his wives, Bathsheba, one of his wives, or Solomon's daughter, one of his wives, to get in his bed to warm him, his reputation so preceded him that they said, go get a young virgin to put in his bed. See how he responded to that. (laughs) And when he didn't respond, the coroner didn't put a stethoscope to his heart to determine the calls, but when David didn't touch her, he said, go tell everybody the king is dead. Yeah. Look at this man, but when Jesus arrives, he is known as the son of David. Ooh. <laughs> the man who they had to determine if he was dead or alive. <laughs> <by issue. laughs> so I can talk about this young man's schemes. Yeah. But let's talk about his old man journey. But watch this. The Bible says that David was a man after his own heart of whom he loved. He had his issues with David. That's why David couldn't uh, build the temple. 
but he still blessed David because when David messed up, David, when he realized it, you remember when he decided to number the troops mm-hmm. and Joel told him, don't do this thing. Cause you're going to put your strength and energy and truth in troops, but he did it anyway. And God allowed people to start dying almost 70,000 a day. You think COVID is something <laughs> and the leader of that country, David, went and met that angel on what is now affectionately known as the threshing floor. And while people tried to give him cattle and goats and and wood for him to build an altar, he said, how can I offer the Lord anything that costs me nothing? (laughs) Wow. So David had two sides to him. But he is still loved by God. Why am I telling you this? That's why it's important that you be you and not be uh, who men think you should be. Because men will put their thoughts on you. They'll put their religion on you. They'll put who they think you should be, what they think you should do. But you've got to know that when you bow your head at night, you can ask a question, Lord... Are you pleased? And you can you affectionately pleased? hear him say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. The question is, to be enough. what's that? He has to be enough. That's right. He has to, he be, has enough. to be enough. And his enough is not going to look like the next person's enough. He's pleasing in you because of, again, how I started this out with if David was up for a church, when we went back to read his past, oh, son of David, of whom we call the Messiah, his messianic name, most would say that he was unqualified to pastor them. Now, let me ask you something. Are you perfect? Who, who, not at all, right. <laughs> who, who we allow to live rent free in our head? Who do we give so much power to uh, uh, that we need them to bless us? We need their verbal affirmation of blessing before we continue to know. No, we fall down, but we get up. <laughs> we we are redeemed. And that's what I love yeah. about God, because David's life showed me that I am bigger than my flaws. Matter of fact, God says, I cast that stuff into the sea of forgetfulness, never to remember it anymore. But other people will go to that sea with a rod and reel and try to bring that stuff back. Now, if God not remembering it, why am I allowing it to remember me? And we allow our self-esteem to be developed by other people's opinion when it should have been by God, my pastor. Bishop L. Lawrence Brandon, he says this. He says uh, um, something along the lines of anybody that can affect your mood is more of a master over you than the master. <laughs> That's deep. Anybody That's deep, who can affect your mood is more of a master over you than the master. So that's why I don't allow people's opinions. It could be people that I adore, people I respect, 
But at the end of the day, I've got to go to God for myself and let him tell me. Now, I'm not saying he won't use others because in the life of Paul, he used Ananias. There are those appointed to shape us. I'm not suggesting that we should avoid wisdom uh, because in the multitude of consul, there is wisdom to be found. However, when it comes to the final word, I need to take this thing to God because God is the only person that can give me peace. Happiness give me happenings. And when my happenings are good, I'm happy. But God can give you this kind of peace that surpasseth all understanding. <laughs> And it'll guard your heart. Man, let me stop. I didn't mean to go that deep. I didn't mean to go that deep. I went too far. I, I went started hearing the preach coming on. I yeah, yeah, yeah. I needed to go. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you, Lisa. Uh, I, I, I went a little too far than I wanted to do. I didn't want to take it that deep. But the importance is I'm hoping that the sound of these words are resonating with your spirit and that you can develop a note in you that the desire to be accepted in light. There are 7 billion people on this planet. If you try to be uh, liked by only 10% of them, you will drive yourself crazy. All the way crazy. You know? So that's my rant. That's just my two cents on it. Hey, I'm going to let it go. That's why it's called Be Little Speaks. Don't mean I'm right, but uh, I just share what's on my mind. Preacher, you got anything else you want to say before we leave for the day? I'm good, Preacher. Once again, man, I appreciate you for having me today, man. It's been good. We enjoyed the conversation and I pray that somebody was blessed, man, by what we shared today, man. And find your authentic self, man, and be okay with being who you are, man. Forget everybody else because I'm telling you, it's less stressful and it's more peaceful, man, just being it's being you and being right. okay with it. Being okay with being you, being at peace with being the way God created you. Listen, take the time to visit belittlespeaks.com. Like, subscribe, find us on all the varying plot platforms uh, over there. Uh, we would love, 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 love to see you then. Well, it's been real, my people. Uh, thank you again uh, for tuning in, chiming in. Uh, and we truly, truly, truly thank God uh, for you. Take care. Love you to life. Love you to truth. Until we meet again, keep on keeping on.